Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in studio here at HQ, joined as always by Randy Angston. What's up, my guy? Hey, my man. Yeah, man. Good, good, uh, big episode today. Our uh, benchmark episode 150. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, We're guy. Still sitting here. Yeah, congratulations, guy. <laughs> they haven't taken this from us. Oh, yeah. Got some, uh, I mean, that's a big milestone. I mean, I don't know. I think the last time I heard the average podcaster does about seven episodes before they quit. It's a big deal. Yeah. We, we're, we're very committed. I think building, guys, for anybody that's out there doing podcasts, I mean, totally off topic, but I think having a studio makes all the difference. Like, it, we treat it like a, almost like a job. I mean, it's yeah. not just a, hey, let's just jump in the studio whenever. Like, we're regimented. I mean, we treat this like- Yeah, but this room is dedicated, dedicated. Mm-hmm. and you have a space to think, and we have kind of a, we obviously, we have a whole thing. You know, not to say that you couldn't do a successful podcast from your car or anywhere at a home office or anything, but for us, for us- uh, having the studio has been such a big difference for us. So. It reminds me of people that talk about like having a home gym and then they have a home gym and they don't use yeah, it. True. <laughs> it's like, oh, you need that dedicated space that's different, separate, go. Yeah, yeah. So, Got a good one for you today. Today, we're going to talk to you about the future of the fitness industry, how we see it. Okay. A lot has changed. We actually did a future of the fitness industry episode for the end of 2019. Um, I'd love to go back and listen to that and see mm-hmm. what, it doesn't really matter what that one was because the landscape's completely changed and nobody could have seen this coming. But, uh, so we would really want to get into that. But before I do that, uh, I want to mention our fitness growth summit at fitness or uh, at, uh, fitnessgrowthsummit.com. Yeah. fitnessgrowthsummit.com. That's the summit that we just did. And it's, uh, going live here on September 21st and 20 through 23rd. It's a three day 30 speaker event. Um, everything's, uh, we got bonus bonuses in there for you. And uh, really the question was for the same for every speaker. And that question was, uh, you got 60 days left of payroll, you've lost 50% of your clientele and you need to rebuild your business. How would you do it? And guys, the the answers and the responses from these, these speakers, these experts, hand-selected experts, these are folks that I either worked with, are friends with, were recommended or I, I respect in the industry, guys, the information in this, I, I mean, a couple of the speakers said, Hey, this is going to be the best summit or best seminar in the fitness industry for the whole year. Well, I don't think that we could have, and I don't even know if we really realized it at the time, but I don't think we could have picked a topic that was more prevalent to where a lot of, you know, people see themselves today. Coming out of the situation with COVID, the shutdown, membership numbers are down. Obviously, cash flow is, you know, I mean, gyms are still closed after for, since March. Or never, never or, open again. Or have no date for open. I mean, this yeah. is a applicable, you know, real life situation for many of these people. So if you guys, yeah, yeah I would I would absolutely jump in. I mean, you have the opportunity to jump in for free, guys. Yeah. So it's a free uh, summit. But the two things I'll note to that is 
we did a poll in our business talk with fitness professionals group. I'd said, I said, Hey, this time last year, where, what's your revenue up, down, what percentage? And I did a poll and we had already started the summit topics, but the number one was I'm down 50%. Yeah. So it's even better that it ties together. And then the, the last thing I'll say about the summit is these strategies, these topics that these speakers talk about, these are applicable all year, no matter if you're in an up economy, down economy, you can do any of these strategies at all year. That's why we're going to turn this thing into an evergreen summit. Mm -hmm. It's the information is going to last uh, a lifetime, really. So guys, get into that fitnessgrowsummit.com. Okay. For this episode at hand, episode 150, the future of the fitness industry. Really excited to talk about this. I took a bunch of notes you know, over the last couple of days to kind of think about how we wanted to approach this one. This is a big one for us. You know, We did a Episode 50 was was a big one, mm -hmm. episode 100, um, now we're on 150. So, you know, I really want to put some thought into this. And like I said, you know, the industry's completely changed. And well, is it the industry or is it the the market? Yeah. The market's really changed. And so, and how people want to consume your product has changed. And so I'm just going to get into some of these bullet pointed nuts and bolts, but I'll throw it right out there. Here's the first one. I think large group training is is going to die. And when I mean by large group training, I'm saying 20 people in a room, hot and sweaty, and everybody's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, that could be called boot camp for some. It could be called team training for others. It could be your entire model. Unfortunately, I just don't think a lot of sweaty bodies in a room is really appealing to the market. I think it's getting, especially with everything that we've just gone through. Yeah. I mean, the, the marketplace right now is already hesitant to go back to a lot of these things. And I think that it's just going to be solidified as this continues. Yeah. And it's, you know, doesn't matter what you think about this whole topic. Um, it's what the market thinks. And so people are scared. They don't want to get back into a room um, with a bunch of sweaty people sweating all over each other. And that goes for spin and other things that are tight yeah. groups. So I, we've always known, and I said this as we started changing our model even two years ago to more semi-private training, I, I just said, I don't see large group training be it CrossFit, be it boot camp, be it whatever these these large group facilities hit training. I don't see that carrying the business into a the sustainable, future. Sustainable, yeah, single platform. And and I based it on the numbers and I based it on the retention and I based it on the results of the clients and I based it on, you know, overall how how long are these people staying with us? And they're paying the least. It's the it's um you know, they stay the least, they pay the least, they're worth the least. Um, and, and usually they're the ones that have the most to say, Yeah, which is very yeah. interesting, you know? Well, and it might come to the fact that they have the most option. I mean, you know, that style of facility, when that, is that hit the market? I mean, they've exploded. You know what I mean? It's a very low barrier of entry. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a low, uh, maybe you guys don't take this the wrong way. If you're, if you're running a boot camp, don't take this the wrong way. It just doesn't take a, mo a qualified coach to train that. So you get in a room, everybody's doing the same thing. It's maybe the workout of the day mm -hmm. and everybody's doing the same movements. Maybe it's body weight. There's some kettlebells, whatever that is. It, uh, it doesn't take a really skilled coach. And that's where I'm going to talk about here in a little bit of the skilled coach as being more of the, of what, you know, the future looks like. So that doesn't mean you you don't you can't change guys and that's really one of the things that I wanted to mention to everybody is as we get into some of these topics you know guys you can make changes in fact yeah. if you're going to make changes do them now anyway absolutely this this is the time so 
So that being said, I think large group training is dying for several reasons. The, the market's changed. The, the quality of the training is, isn't as good as maybe some of the other options out there. The, the barrier of entry for a low-cost competitor to come into your market and do this and try to get everybody to, from your gym to theirs is very easy. I think that's probably half the reason the industry, like that model has kind of it's almost like price gouging. You know, they've they've fought each other to be that low barrier, mm -hmm. offer a similar thing, kind of compete in, mm -hmm. in, in it for that client so hard that we have almost watched it race to the bottom in a lot of ways. Well, think about this, guys. And I, I don't know who, who said this, but I've heard it said several times. You know, we're talking about pricing. There's no strategical advantage of being second cheapest. Yeah, absolutely. There's no strategical advantage of being second cheapest. So if you're 99 and somebody comes in 89 well you're second cheapest now like now you got to go what 79 and then it's, yeah like you said it's race to the bottom there is a strategical advantage to being the most expensive however yep. and that's the direction that we're going and we've been going for years but uh i think that's the direction that everybody's listening i think there's some strategical advantage of being the most expensive in their market as far as the business goes, less people more revenue less headaches less to manage better quality service there's a bunch of positives mm -hmm. to being the most expensive. So keep moving on. So what, where do I think it's going? Well, if I think large groups dying, I think semi-private and one-on-ones going to be the future. And this doesn't change anything that I've stood on for the last two, three, five years. We've been doing semi-private training to the tune of 80 to 90% of our business over the last five, six years anyway. Actually, let's let's be honest. For the last nine years, has been semi-private training. Yeah, just the, how you guys facilitated sort of somewhat changed. Yeah, so semi-private training. For those of you who don't know, this is where I'm talking four, five, up to six clients per coach, and everybody's kind of on their own program. They've got uh, modified workouts, and the coach gets more attention with everybody. And of course, everybody knows what one-on-one -on -one is. Yep. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. I think uh, the reason one-on-one -on -one went away forever is it's not a great scalable business model for a gym owner, but you know it could come back in at some capacity. In, in fact, some of the clients we're working with have brought it back in, and they're, they're seeing a, a bigger desire for that. And I think a lot of it, again, is the, the condition of the marketplace right now that people still are willing to, they, the need of the consumer to train hasn't changed. Yep. It's how they're going to, what they're willing to put up with, how they want to facilitate it. And so that if they're going to, they might pay a premium to get that individualized attention, keep themselves in their eyes safe, mm -hmm. and they're willing to pay a few bucks for it, yep. a few more bucks for it. Yep, exactly. And when you do that well, I think... I think you can charge a lot more. And I know you can charge a lot more, but when you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, I, I think if you're going to have this as an option, I think you should work. The goal of a one-on-one -on -one client is to move them into semi-private because you can't scale one-on-one -on -one without a hundred different coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have one coach, one hour, one client, period. Yeah. It's very one-to-one, -one, not scalable. But if you bring somebody in on one-on-one, -on -one, maybe the conversation is, yeah, we're going to do 
three, four, five, six months at this, and then we're, our goal is to get you into semi-private. Mm -hmm. And and there's and there's so many reasons to go to semi-private. I mean, we've we've hit that nail a million times, but I think uh, it's the perfect synergy between uh, more affordable as well as personal. You know, the, as we're, you were saying it, kind of explaining it, I think that would be a kind of a an interesting model to be able to pull clients from semi-private back and forth in a like an individualized need by need Into basis. one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let's say somebody's in that training session, but the, that trainer just has to be on top of them. They've got either something mechanical that needs work or an injury sure, or something. Sure. So now you, you instead of taking and deterring from semi-private, you have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. You're able to pluck them away. And it might just be, you know, a few sessions or to get them up to speed, but to get them back into the ability to, mm -hmm. you know, move back into semi-private. I think that's a, there's an opportunity there for some both ways, right? Client gets more individualized attention. I like it. Gym makes a little bit more money. Or their program could be a combination of mm -hmm. maybe two one-on-ones a week and one semi or vice versa. So Smart. Something I really think layers, you always have to have the next thing for them. So I think having that top-end product is a good idea. Okay. So online training. So there's a lot to talk about here. I would tell you that the online training competition is stacked. It's stacked. Let's talk about some of the competitors that have been there and are just destroying it already. Peloton, you've heard of them. Uh, not only do they have the bike, but they've got the you know yoga mm -hmm. and the core workouts and all the stretching and everything's built right into their app platform that they've already got built. It's their echelons on the market now. You see those guys at Costco, they do a weight training aspect as well, all video based on demand. Mirror. Mirror was just bought by Lululemon for, yeah, 500, for 500 million. I think they got a steal on that deal. Um, I would tell you that when I saw Mirror three to five years ago, I said, uh-oh, this thing has legs. That's the only thing. Mirror, I wish I thought of it because Amen. it is, for every reason, it wins. And let's just talk about it for a second. So if you guys don't know what Mirror is, it's a mirror where the little guy pops up on the screen and you can actually see yourself training with that trainer in real time. Well, the first thing that the benefit of a mirror is it goes on the wall and it serves as a mirror. There's no floor footprint. There's yeah, no bolts to the wall. Yeah, and it swivels arm, it, arm swivel. Yeah. It's perfect, right? So it doesn't take up any space. And now it's on demand. Now you can see yourself. Now you can do. You got the coach there. It's just a winner across the board. Very smart. Whoever built and it's functional outside of training. I mean, it's still a mirror on the wall when you're exactly, not training. <laughs> exactly. So isn't to is tonal another one? Well, going back to mirror, like think about a mirror. You look at like when you work out, you're trying to make yourself yeah. look better, right? So I see that mirror every single day. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Subconsciously, I'm motivated to turn the mirror on and get to work. <laughs> get to work. It's a big winner. Good job, Lululemon. I'll never forget up. Demir when we were sitting at the our growth summit, the last, yeah. the in person one. Dimitri, our buddy from Toronto, was in. Yeah, commercial for mirror came on and he lost his mind. He's never seen something like that for some reason. You know, it hadn't hit Toronto yet, and he was like, "You got to be kidding me!" He goes, "I got to compete with this now." Yep. Absolutely, yep. buddy. Yeah, and so was the other one you were saying? I think Tonal, I think it was another I've one. I've not it's, heard of that one. I want to say it's it's similar to uh, Mirror in the fact that it bolts to the wall, pivoting arms like a dual cable. Okay. Uh, weight, you know, up to a couple hundred pounds of resistance, but a small screen. I don't think it's full-length Mirror. But same thing, one-to-one -one training on demand, bolted yeah. to your wall. Yeah, and you've, and you've got Stairmaster and Bowflex and these things that are, I mean, not all that they have versions of, you know, in you're online you're running on a treadmill oh, yeah. and you're out in Peloton has the, the treadmill, but you're out on the on the trail and you're running with the guy and the guy's egging you on. I mean, they, come on. 
you think as a gym owner taking workouts online you're going to be able to compete with these guys on a scale level you're you're, you're out of your mind it's just <laughs> yeah. now also on top of that you got all these independent influencers on instagram doing their online stuff so now you're competing with them plus all their following and all that stuff that being said is there a reason to not go online i you know maybe that is but i do think you should have some type of online component to your business for two reasons number one when you have the relationship in the gym with the clients on a day-to-day year-to-year basis well they're not going to stay forever they move town mm-hmm. or whatever you can still keep them on as a client online and they know like and trust you already and that works in reverse i can push that to my marketplace if somebody's not ready to come into the gym i can earn their trust via online training and then get them into the gym so that being said i think it's good for those reasons but to go to scale and to go blow this doors off i mean i think you're a long battle well, There's still a piece of the pie out there, though. And that 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 area is tough because you know when we're talking influencers, mm-hmm. God, all of us for the most part understand. I mean, the majority of the influence out there, influencers out there in the fitness market space, are great marketers. They're not necessarily great trainers. You know, the programming is is pretty cookie cutter. You're buying, you know, the same ebook or training that everybody else is getting. So. I think back to your previous point, the higher caliber, if you're going to step in online, that one-on-one touch point, the real online training with the end user, as opposed to like the cookie cutter, download my you know, stuff sure. type of programming online is going to help separate. The so, live training where exactly. you see them on say Zoom or something, you can actually train them. All right, hips up. Mm-hmm. Knees, yeah, exactly. So you're, you're still, it's still personal training to, a, you know, in a regard, mm-hmm. it's just done executed virtually as opposed to- yeah. Because most of these influencers, guys, I mean, you're not paying, they're not paying for face-to-face time and attention. You know, you might get email coaching or response every once in a while, Zoom group coaching, things like that. But nobody's, you know, these influence are, influencers aren't executing. And, they, you know, there's competitors, there's mm-hmm. great marketers, there's a bunch of people in that influencer fitness and bigger space. And bigger budgets and everything else. Yeah. So if we break down, the, I mean, I guess you can break down online training into probably just off the top of my head, three different versions. Number one is I'm buying the workout and there's no coaching. Sure. So it's just like a, I guess an a program design. Yeah. Program design. Yeah. Then maybe next you might have an on-demand library style for the workouts. It might tie to an app. That might be another version. And then you've got the live training. If we're going to do this as a gym, I think the live training needs to be what you offer, not the necessarily on-demand or a library or a program design. I don't think that has any legs. I think they want to see you coaching them on the screen. I think that that does carry more weight yeah, than agree. these other ones. So yeah. uh, if you're going to go on demand, you're those are the ones you're going up against Peloton in them. Yeah. So they have giant, you know, beach body and these other ones. And again, it doesn't mean you can't have that, but back to like our, our semi-private in, in studio, one-on-one is never going to be the foundation. Semi-private's foundation, one-on-one supports it. If you go online, have your online training executed virtually in the one-on-one you know manner mm-hmm. and then maybe you toss out program design as an additional layer bring somebody in there bubble them up into your training bring them into the gym you can have an, a, a layered aspect but don't put all of your eggs in a program design or a mm. on demand necessarily yeah, because those, yeah. those are tougher arenas to play yeah and so hopefully none of that is like 
brand new thoughts to you. If they are, maybe, you know, focus on going to some semi-private training. If you need help going to semi-private training, that's that's where we come in. We can absolutely help you with that. Book a call, get you on that. But here's more of a, a broader statement, something that is is probably not being talked about by anybody else. I think integrated fitness as a solution is a giant, I guess, opportunity. What do I mean by integrated? Integrated fitness. I just I just made that term up. So guys, <laughs> integrated fitness. You've heard of integrated wellness and integrate this, integrate that. What I mean by that is under one roof, under one company, you've got your fitness aspect, which is what you guys are already doing now. But now you're bringing in maybe a naturopathic doctor, somebody that can do blood work, that can look for hormones, you know, issues, food sensitivity, vitamin dis- mineral deficiencies total wellness yeah. kind of person. But on top of that, also having a physical therapist, chiropractor under, under one roof, having your dietitian, having your supplementation all built into the program. And another even probably the most important piece of this is having a mindset aspect mm-hmm. because you can talk, you know, you could have all of that. You can have everything at their fingertips, but yet their mindset's off and you can't, you know, if we're trying to get somebody a result and a solution, we need to provide the total solution. And the most unfortunate thing that I see, and I felt fell into this for years, was you know if we if we all agree as fitness professionals that diet and nutrition is eighty percent of the equation, why are we only focusing on the twenty percent here at the gym? There you go. Let's 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 get the clients what they need, and that's a result. And you can do that through an integrated approach. And so that I think is a huge opportunity. In fact, that's the direction we're going uh, with our new location. So. That's going out on a limb. I guarantee nobody's talking about that. Uh, and, and I think, guys, if you could be at the front of the pack on that mm-hmm. deal, I think that's that's uh, that could be a very, very good positive for you and your market. So that being said, there's some other things. I think some other stuff we should talk about going back into the gym. I think program-based, here's another one. I think program-based solutions versus workouts Yes, is, is a like Probably, intentionally, yeah. intention behind yeah, it. We, we all have great intentions when we put somebody on a program and they're going to go work out with everybody else. But I think if everybody's kind of on the same path versus on their own path, I think there's there's some power in that. Sure. And what I mean by program-based solutions is that you've got a program built out and they're on their own path. And maybe they're six, eight weeks out in front of the next person that comes and signs up to the gym. They're not doing the same workouts. They're eight weeks down the road and this person's just starting. So mm-hmm. like an on ramp, like a ramping up kind of period. And then like a whole program built out that that's going to be custom to the person. Yeah. And that also goes with their supplementation and nutrition. And I think that is going to be very powerful. I think that's, that's huge right now. I don't, uh, you know, that goes even further away from large group training. Yeah. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. I think, like you said, like the supplementation, nutrition, right off the bat for sure, 
I mean, think of like taking somebody off the street who's not following a program and then all of a sudden, boom, now they're doing, you know, no sugar, regimented as health, meal prep. Like that is not realistic for that individual to transition into. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, just off the bat, like making those e easing into some of those things is going to make people yeah, meaning, have less resistance around. Yeah. Meet them where they're at. Yeah. Guys. Let, yeah you know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you obviously want full adherence to a plan, meal prep, all this stuff, but meet them where they're at. Let they're not, if they've been eating McDonald's for seven days a week for 15 years to go from that to a meal prep kind of program, no sugar, like you were saying, that's, that's just not, not realistic. It's not realistic. That's so. what it comes out. People, I think the, the one challenge with program design, nutrition, things like that, when you're trying to guide somebody down a, a path or a plan that's intentional, mm -hmm. you have to remember the human element. You know, people, yeah, I mean, people from a coaching standpoint too, like understand your client, even with the best of intentions is going to have a, you know, a drink on the weekend or grab a cookie or, you know, walk past something and, you know, start eating sure. just subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Those are, that's real, that's realistic. And to avoid all of that and just think that everybody's going to be able to stick to the plan isn't exactly how the real world works. It's not the real world. And if we're here to help, I mean, at the underlying of all of everything that we're doing as gym owners is we're trying to help people and we're changing their life. You can't expect them to make 9,000 changes on day one. A program based on them is what, what I'm talking about. Program-based solutions. Okay, on top of that, I also feel outdoor training being built into your facility is, is a smart thing to do. A uh, couple reasons. One, of course, in the situation like we just had, you could have stayed open the whole time, trained people outside, it's built into your gym. Number two, it's freaking cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> and and if we're just like every gym down the street, but this place has an outdoor workout area, that's that's different. It's a it's a unique kind of angle. Yeah. But uh, you know, fresh air, a different approach depending on where you are in in the United States or in the world. I mean, your your weather is gonna change. For us, Arizona, I mean we wouldn't be able to use it for six months out of the year. <laughs> we're still gonna maybe, build it anyway. Maybe. We'll we'll see. We'll see. There's some cooling things that you can do. Next thing, uh, probably the last thing we'll speak to is the app technology aspect of what, you know, I think the future looks like. So we've got data you should be collecting on your clients. And when I mean data, you know, we have MyZone or maybe you have Polar heart rate monitors. You've got data, you've got their in-body, you've got their eVolt, you've got all this stuff, but typically it's segmented out in different areas. Okay. You know, Embody's got their paper, and Evolt has a piece of paper, and then MyZone's online on one app, but not on the other app. I think bringing it all into one solution to where a user of your gym has everything they need in one place mm -hmm. built into a custom app. Um, I think having your Embody numbers, graphs, and data, MyZone, their nutrition plan built right into it. You can even have your at-home workouts all built into it. Uh, I think the person that can provide that solution in a, in a strong, strong way is going to win. Mm -hmm. And also on top of this, I didn't write this down, but gamification of your, of your model. Like, so what do I mean? So gamification means like you get to get to levels or you get seals or, or medals for different accomplishments and taking somebody down that program or that path to get them, keep them winning, keep them on a path. We call it gamification. Um, we do that with our Perkville program. Yeah. It's technically gamification, but having a path and showing somebody the things they have to do to get to the next, I guess, level, and then moving them on. I think if you can build that into, into tech, that's a win. 
It is a giant win. So. With that also, I mean, back to the conversation with integrated, with building the data back into the programming, using the data, not just saying, okay, it's your 30-day check-in, here's your printout, and sending the client on the way. No, no. I think you have Sitting to, have to down, have sit, sit down let's, conversations. Let's understand the data. Let's talk about how, what changes we need to make. Let's work this back into our nutrition, our programming, our, you know, oh, hey, here's all the deficiencies. It doesn't do us any good if we don't use it. Yeah, you have the deficiencies and here's your here's your supplement stack to, to, to help that. address that. Yep. But yes, you have to have all the conversations and you have to have the professionals in a more of a clinical setting to where that PT or the Cairo that you're working somebody on their own path, they, that, you know, you have that conversation between the, you know, chiropractic head and the fitness head and the mm -hmm. nutrition head and everybody's kind of talking about the client. It's like having your team. It's very, very similar to what Titleist Performance Institute does. Yeah. And they have three kind of paths and they have the the golf pro and the fitness pro and the medical pro. And they, there's a hierarchy. So, yeah. the, so the golf pro is the, the head of that, but the fitness pro and the medical pro, you know, work together to get that golfer, that athlete to the goal. Yep. So if the golf pro or the, the golf professional of the Titleist team is saying, hey, you know, he's not getting... Something's up with his shoulder, and we're not getting full rotation back here. He's, we're coming, you know, we're coming over the top on a swing. The fitness pro and the medical pro could get together and work together mm -hmm. to get that fixed, and then they send it back to the golf pro. Now he's getting that full range, right? And that's that's the ticket for the future of fitness. I think a lot of what we've talked about, and again, it's, I'm sure you guys are making a similar observation, is th the client experience is needs to accelerate. We need to put more time and attention on their enjoyment in the facility, their result as the focus, not just executing workouts. It's not just about sweating. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, this the big box thing about just showing up and getting a workout in isn't necessarily what, especially, I mean, obviously with our clientele, I mean, that's not the direction that they're going to continue to move. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more time, more attention, more specificity. Specificity. That would be the word. The overarching thing that is probably, you guys are thinking in your head, but we're not discussing, it takes a, a professional coach to do yeah, this. Yeah, the caliber. Mm -hmm. So that being said, there's also gives you guys the advantage when you're when you have a solution like this that nobody can compete with you in a marketplace because they're going to you to get all of this stuff all done in one place. It, it's harder. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. In fact, it takes a professional coach. You can't just take somebody off the street and throw them into your system and hope for the best. It's it's probably not super scalable. I mean, if we're being honest, mm -hmm. uh, but it is what I think the future looks like. So take that for what it's worth. You can grab elements of what I'm talking about, but I think there's there's a uh, foundation on all of this stuff. And I think, you know, again, these are just, you know, guesstimations on yeah. my part or in your part. It's kind of what we're seeing happening take place. Or I can see what could happen. I can see what could happen because, again, the market's changed quite a bit. But uh, semi-private, guys, that, that should be your staple. Semi-private training, personal training, if you want to call it. Uh, it's just uh, a no-brainer. There's can't shoot many holes in that I was going to say the pros far outweigh the cons mm -hmm. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Episode 150 of the Built to Grow podcast. You heard it here first. Ooh, and probably only. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so there you guys go. So guys, if, uh, I would love to hear from you. I love, I would love a comment a rating, a review, some type of post, whatever. Feedback. How about let us know what you guys see coming up? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Leave a comment. You know, if you see something, the direction of the, I mean, speak to this episode, right? If you see something 
in the industry that we didn't touch on, give us some feedback. We'll bring it in in a future episode yeah. and we'll speak to them. Yeah, this is just what we were thinking about today. I mean, that could change in a couple of days. If, if something else comes to mind, we'll definitely bring it up and discuss it on this next show. But thank you guys for your support. You know, if we kept getting uh, responses that, hey, your show sucks <laughs> every single day, then we probably wouldn't have made it to yeah, I don't think we'd be so, here, but... But uh, we do, I do, every every episode I get one, two, three DMs from, from people I know and people I don't know saying thank you for providing the support. And that's what keeps us going and driving. So thank you to everybody that's listening and everybody that's subscribed. Uh, go check out our YouTube channel too, because we do have all of these on YouTube. If yeah. You, if you want to see us uh, looking at each other and, <laughs> and pointing at the camera and stuff, you can do that too. So guys, thank you so much. We appreciate your support and we wouldn't have not gotten to episode 150 and another 150 more without your support. So appreciate you guys. Uh, until next episode, keep changing lives. Thank you guys. See you Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you got to do is join our private Facebook group, Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you join, we're going to give you free access to our 10 fitness marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. All right, I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.